everybody. Hello. This is Casey. And Chrissy. And we're the Two C's Podcast. And we haven't been, uh, we haven't been around lately because we've been busy. Chrissy's been really, really, really busy at work. So, um, in fact, this is our last, um, podcast for the season. Um, as... Yes, episode. Sorry. I didn't mean to sound like we were just leaving and never going to come back. We will be back. Um, Sometime in September. Yes, after Labor Day. So, I have new listeners. You want to, like, big that, long list? That's a lot. Yeah, not this, though. Okay, so Skokie, Illinois, London, Kentucky, Greenville, Tennessee, Fontana, California, Lafayette, Georgia, Jacksonville, North Carolina, Dunkirk, Maryland, Maquan. It says Quan, but I was thinking maybe it's Macon. Anyways, Wisconsin. I'm saying it wrong anyway. So, uh, Blythewood, South Carolina, Northern Ireland, Harrisburg, Oregon, Beattysville, Kentucky, The Bronx, New York. Birmingham, Alabama, Richmond, Virginia, Valencia, California, Brooklyn, New York, Owings, or Owings, excuse me, Maryland, uh, Newington, Kentucky, and I only say it like that with a question mark because I wrote it a little funky, so I think it's Newington, uh, and then Wales, United Kingdom. Welcome! Welcome, everybody! So... Last episode of the season. Next season. I don't know what we're, what's in store for you. Probably murder. A little bit missing. I don't know. But hopefully we can um, come back consistently. And not like once every couple of months. Uh, well, once a month. This last month we didn't. Anyways. We'll try, but it just depends. Yes, we'll try. Um, so, this was supposed to be recorded in June. <laughs> Um, because I was going to do someone who was missing in June, but then, um, I put June tragedies in my search engine, which I hope no one ever looks at because it's all about murder and missing. So is mine. Um, yeah. So mine is about a woman whose name has June in, it's her middle name. Interesting. So... My, okay, so oh, the story this week. And there's only one story. Yeah. I didn't have time to do one. Yes. So it's just Casey. Yeah. So the story this week is the Cowden family murders. And I, I hope I'm saying Cowden right. Um, They're from Oregon. So, um, but this happened in a campground in the Siskiyou Mountains near Copper, Oregon, which is down south. Um, for all you that didn't even know we had a copper war again, like I, like me. You didn't know we did? I don't know if I didn't know. I or swear we've been there before. We might have. I don't know. Um, I just know that I was like, copper war again. It's kind of like our friend copper. <laughs> Shout out to copper. Um, this happened September 1st, 1974. Um, Richard Cowden was 28. He was Belinda June Cowden's um, husband. She was 22. David James Phillips was five. 
their son. And then Melissa Dawn Cowden um, was their daughter, and she was five months. And they disappeared. So my source this week is Wikipedia. And um, so the family heads out for a camping trip Labor Day weekend. Uh, the family had last minute plans to camp. So I think it was something like the dad got home and was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Kind of like we did on Friday. We were like, <laughs> let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. So we um, went up to our parents' beach property um, and then kind of, I mean, you can't say camped because we were in a, like a tiny house. So, yeah. Um, but no, like electricity for i would say a good day <laughs> because we totally screwed up i don't know i don't know either but i think it just had a bad connection yeah so they have solar panels so uh we had we had a lot the first night and then left it on and yeah so anyways so back to the cowden family so they at last minute they were like let's go camping near carberry creek in copper oregon and like I said, this is in 1974. So the family and their basset hound, Droopy, which just made, yes. me, made me laugh even harder because it's just amazing. Um, they arrived at the campground, um, which was near the creek, on August 30th. It wasn't like an actual campground. It was kind of like, you know, how Dad and um, his side of the family find like an open space and call it theirs and... You mean in June? Did I say June? No, no August. August. August 30th. But I thought you said... No, her June. name was June. Got it. I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> no. Her name is Belinda June. Okay. That's where I got the June. Okay. So technically, that's, that's we're even closer. far out. But so technically, <laughs> we're even closer because her name's June. We're... I'm telling the story in July... They actually disappeared in August. And we'll be back in September. And we will be back in September. So I've all, I've like rolled the, it. I've rolled, months. yep, I've rolled it into one. So, uh, so it was an area that the family camped at frequently. So it's kind of like, um, dad's side of the family where they would pick like an open space and it, yeah. that was theirs, even though it wasn't theirs. And yeah. yeah. Okay. So, they parked their 1956 Ford pickup truck on Carberry Creek Road, which was a short distance from their campsite. Um, so, it wasn't like an official campsite. They had to park and then walk in okay. with all their stuff. So, on September 1st, Richard and David, and if you remember correctly, David was their son, arrived at the Copper General Store at around 9 a.m. where they picked up some milk. I'm assuming for breakfast. Or for the baby. True. So, the son and father then made their way back to their campsite on foot. And this is the last sighting of any of the Cowden family. So, later in the evening of September 1st, Belinda's mother, um, who lived less than a mile from where their campsite was, was expecting the family of four for dinner on their way back home. Uh, from their camping weekend and they never showed up um so she went to the campsite near the creek but found nobody there but all of the family's belongings were still there 
Just no people. I was going to ask if all their stuff was Yeah. Broken. So a plastic dish pan full of cold water laid on the ground. The keys to the truck and Belinda's purse were in plain sight on the picnic table. A diaper bag as well as the camp stove fully assembled were also within sight. And the carton of milk Richard had just purchased that morning sat on the table half full. So they made it back and they drank half of the carton of milk. Yes. So Belinda's mother panicked when she noticed several items belonging to Richard were lying on the ground. The items were a very expensive wristwatch, his wallet, which still contained $21, which would be equivalent to 115 in 2021. So he had money for the weekend or whatever. Um, she also found an open pack of cigarettes, which Belinda's mom identified as the brand her daughter smoked. And the truck, which was still parked on the side of the road, contained all of the family's clothes with only their bathing suits missing. So it seems like this is what I would, like... I wonder if they drowned. Figure out. Is that, um... They had breakfast, they got their bathing suits on, and they were maybe headed to the water, the lake, or the creek. So Belinda's mother left the campground to contact the police, after which the sheriff's troopers and district office of the Oregon State Police arrived at the scene. Lieutenant Mark Kieser, Kizar, I don't know, who headed the case would later state that the investigation had been delayed for maybe a day because of the lack of indication that anything violent had occurred at the campsite. Now, if someone's wristwatch is there <laughs> well, and they're missing, even if there's nothing violent happened, something happens. Right? Find them. What if they're lost? Why do we have to delay in looking for them? Their car is there. Yeah. All of their shit is there. There is shit on the ground that should be in someone's pocket well, and around their no, wrist. No, because if they're going swimming, it well, is weird. that is true. It is weird that it was on the ground and not on the table where her purse was. But if they're out in the middle of nowhere and they know that nobody goes over where their campsite is, then they don't really have to worry about their stuff being out. Yeah, that's true. But it is weird that his stuff was on the ground. But even so, like they're missing. All of their stuff is there. Yeah, they were supposed to leave the day before. Yeah. Or that day. No, I, I think that day. Okay. It's still the same day. So, yeah, they're they're supposed to be on their way. They were supposed to be at the mom's house for Already. dinner. Yeah. Yes. So, all their stuff is supposed to be packed up. That's not like, gosh, you know, the time got away from me and, oh, we're still playing in the creek. Right? Like, no, she would have looked down there. So, um, a state trooper, Officer Erickson, recalled the camp was spooky, even with the milk still on the table. And it's like, if it was spooky, then you probably should have done something about it. It is weird, though, that they went down to the creek to go swimming, but they left the milk out. That is weird. Yes. Because you would have put it away, because it would go bad. Yes. Yeah. So, the following morning, Droopy... The Cowden's Basset Hound was found scratching at the front door of the Copper General store. So, 
if you find the dog, but you don't find the people, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Unless those people are like, oh my god, my dog ran away. But then you would know that those people were alive. Right. So the search. It was one of the largest in Oregon's history. It included assistance from state and local police, numerous volunteers, explorer scouts, the U.S. Forest Service, and the Oregon National Guard. So the Forest Service searched 25 miles, and for our friendly people over not in the States, uh, that would be 40 kilometers. I don't know what that means. Obviously, it means 25 miles, but okay. So they, they searched 25 miles, 40 kilometers of roads and trails surrounding the campsite. And helicopters and planes were flown over the area with infrared photography, which I thought was kind of advanced for the 70s. Yeah. Um, it detects, it only detects overturned dirt. So it wouldn't detect, like, I don't. Their body heat. Yeah, I don't think it was for that. I think it was just, like, moved dirt. So Which I still think, them or something. yeah, I still think that's kind of advanced for the 70s. So, despite massive search efforts, law enforcement was unable to find any evidence of a crime. So, the police conducted more than 150 interviews with individuals um, that were probably within within the area. Yeah. A $2,000 reward was offered, which is equivalent to $10,989 in 2021. And for info regarding the family's disappear disappearance with the impending... Okay. With... Woo. Can't talk today. It's fine. It's because I'm not recording, so it has to fall to you now. <laughs> so... With the impending hunting season, Richard's sister wrote a letter to the Medford Mail Tribune. And this is where I got that Copper was, like, down south, because I'm assuming that if they're sending a letter to Medford, it is. it's... It's over by Medford. Okay. The Mail Tribune pleading with hunters to keep a lookout for anything that could be connected to a man, woman, a five-year-old, and a five-month-old. And this is when I thought... That's why people go hunting. It's not even really for hunting. They're looking for dead bodies. Right. Like, people are, like, because no one is like, you know what? I want to stay for a week in the middle of nowhere. And, well, like, there are people. There's, like, 1%. So, copper is, uh. 56 miles from Medford. Okay. So it's past Ashland. Oh. So it's... Interesting. It's like in between Cave Junction and... Oh, so it's like right on the border. Yeah. I would say it's right on the border. That is insane. I wonder if that's where we get all the alcohol. Or if that's like on I the other know. side. Um... They have, like, cheap alcohol. Or, like, they have the one last place that you can buy alcohol for cheaper. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. Because we're real alcoholics. And we're not. Um, So, yeah. So, I was like, that's why everybody goes hunting. Is because they also want to see if they can find dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
you know, the ones that don't usually get something, I think that's why they go hunting. That are like, you know what, this could be my year. This could be my year that I could solve. I could be that person that solves, a like, person's case. something. Something. So then I was like, maybe I'll start hunting again. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I don't want to find a dead body. I don't. Because that's caca. Um, so, even though we... So the sister says, even though we try not to let our hopes dwindle, that they will be found alive, we ask that you will, that you will even check freshly turned piles of earth, and we will truly appreciate any clue or help that some hunter may find. I thought that was pretty awesome, though. That is. Um. I apologize for all the sniffling. I have allergies. Yeah, we have really bad allergies. Um, okay, back to the story. So, over 200 citizens then wrote into Senator Mark Hatfield to ask for the FBI's help. Um, but there was no evidence that they had been taken over state lines, so the FBI couldn't help. Right. Uh, at the end of, at the end of the family's disappearance, just way at the, oh, at the time, at the end, <laughs> at the time of the family's disappearance, there was a woman, there was eight women missing, and those would later be linked to Ted Bundy. So on April 12th, 1975, two gold prospectors from Forest Grove, and this, this is also why I think gold prospectors, people that do anything out in the middle of the woods... No, they're looking for gold so they can get rich so they don't have to do anything. <laughs> they're not looking for dead bodies. They're so, looking for easy money. So they were hiking near Carberry Creek when they discovered, unfortunately, the decomposing body of an adult male tied to a tree on a steep hillside. And then in a small cave nearby... The bodies of an adult female and a child and an infant were discovered. So dental records would confirm that it was the Cowden family. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. The dad was tied to a tree? So the dad was tied to a tree and then, um, yeah, and then the rest of the family was found in the cave. Were they murdered? Let me tell you about that. Okay. So, the location of the bodies were just seven miles from their campsite, which is 11 kilometers Thank for those you. that need that. Thank you for that. Well, I don't need it, but some people do. I just take that for granted. Well, they just think, seven miles? What the hell is that? What's seven miles? I mean, that's what I picture. So, anything to help out people. Because when I hear 11 kilometers, that doesn't mean anything to me. So Belinda and David, um, remember David's the son. Right. Um, they both had died of a twenty-two caliber gunshot wound. Oh, that answers my question. Um, Melissa, the five-month-old, died of a severe head trauma. Yeah. So Chrissy's face looks very grim. So it so does mine. Sorry, I didn't mean to be like <laughs> I'm sorry. So, they determined Richard had died where he was, um, but were unable to determine a cause of death. So, uh, law enforcement figured Belinda and the kids may have been killed elsewhere and then disposed of in the cave. 
uh, a murder weapon was never found. So interviews were conducted, um, again, of numerous people at the campground September 1st. Uh, one family from L.A. had arrived at the park around 5 p.m. And I think this is the actual campground. So I think they were, like, camping outside of the campground somewhere. And these, the cops went to where the actual campground was. That's what I took from the story. I, don't, I could be completely wrong. But, um... So, on September 1st, one family from L.A. arrived at the park around 5 p.m., and as they were walking around the park, they noticed two men and a woman parked nearby in a pickup truck. Uh, the people in the car act, or in the truck acted like they were waiting for them to leave, like waiting for the other people in the car to leave. Um, so, the family from L.A., the people in the truck had made them nervous, so they just left. Yes. Um, yes, for sure. Uh, so they had moved on and figured the suspect, um, no, excuse me. So they had moved on now to another sentence. Um, the police had figured, gosh, it's like we haven't done this for a while. Right. Um, so the police figured that the suspect knew the area by finding the family in the cave. They suspected that the person was local or the people were local that had done this. So a local from Grants Pass who had volunteered in the search had told pe told the police that in September he had actually searched that cave where the family had been found and they were not there. So to confirm the police had um to confirm that he the the volunteer had known what he was talking about they had they had asked him to escort them to where he had searched, and it was the same cave. So, apparently, in September, the family wasn't there. And they disappeared in... August 30th. August. And when in September did he check it? I... They did, like, a massive search for the first couple of weeks of September. So, it'd be, like, the first two weeks of September. Huh. And if it was within seven miles, because the Forest Service searched 25 miles yeah. from their campsite. Huh. I wonder where they were. Or if that guy's lying and they actually were in the cave. And he's the one who killed them. Oh, shit. Maybe. I mean, I hope that they would have talked to him a little bit further. I'm sure they did. Sorry, sus Sorry I suspect. I don't know either. So, um, so suspect. So, Dwayne Lee Little of Ruch, R-U-C-H, I don't know. He was 25 at the time of the family's disappearance. Uh, Little had been paroled from the Oregon State Pen in Salem, May 24th, 1974. So that was a couple, or three months before their disappearance. And at 16 in 1964, Dwayne had raped and murdered a teenager, Orla Faye Phipps, which I just thought that name was amazing. Orla? Yeah, I just okay. don't. So, I mean, maybe, but. 
Also, state troopers had determined that Dwayne had been in Copper over the Labor Day weekend when the family had been there. So he was seen around Christmas time of 1974, so we're backing up a little bit, by his girlfriend to have a 22 caliber gun in his possession. So his parole was actually, I believe, revoked. But let me turn the page before I commit to that sentence. Yes, it was revoked after she had said something to his... Um, parole officer. Yeah. So on January... No. So she said something January 1975. So he was paroled again in April 26, 1977. So ex excuse me. So let's back up. So it, it was actually December after they had gone missing. So he was paroled in May 24th of the same year that they went missing. And then that Christmas time around 1974. Okay. Sorry. I was like, that's not three months. <clears throat> yeah, that's not. Okay. Um, so... He went back to jail in 1975, January 1975, and then was paroled again in 1977 because we are so good at that in the 70s. So, so good at that. In some cases, yes. So on June 2nd, 1980, Dwayne picked up a 23-year-old pregnant um, woman whose car broke down, sexually assaulted her, and beat her. Both her and her child did survive. And Little was charged with, charged and convicted of attempted homicide and sentenced to three consecutive life sentences. So police later suspected that the two men and one woman were Little and his parents as their truck matched the description. Yeah, so that makes me even cringe more because is his parents part of it? So Little and his parents... Uh, deny any knowledge of the Cowdens. Um, however, a miner who owned a cabin nearby claimed that Little and his parents stopped by Monday, September 2nd and signed a guest book he kept for visitors. And I'm assuming that he still had it because it's part of the story. Right. So, um, an inmate who shared a cell with Little said he confessed to the murders, but Honestly, I that. that I don't, I don't believe that either. So, despite all the circumstantial evidence, Little has never been charged with the murder, with the murders of the Cowden's family, and it still remains unsolved. So, I was thinking maybe we should re-examine the evidence because we have so much more technology that it'd be cool if they could take. Like, I would hope that they preserved it. But, um... I don't know, that's a long time ago, so... But and they could it's a still... small town. But think about it. If they did, um, like, touch DNA, or... No, 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 I'm not saying that they couldn't. I'm oh, just saying... meaning it's... that it's a small town that they probably don't have those resources. Yes. Okay. Not the resources, that they might not have the stuff anymore. Oh, no, I hope they kept it. It's unsolved. That doesn't mean anything. I know it doesn't Crap, mean anything. It's a small town. Crap gets lost. Fires happen. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting story. And it also, if they still had the evidence, it would be interesting to see 
what would happen if they actually tested it. It makes me wonder if they were taken while they were swimming or if they were taken from their, uh... Yeah, because they didn't say anything about, like, what everyone was wearing. Yeah. And I would assume that you're gonna... I just think it's crazy that they didn't say anything about, like, um, like wild animals or, you know, because I'm thinking... They've been there for how many months? They found, um, hold on. They found, um, in April. So, oh, I guess it wasn't that long ago. It was like, what? Yeah. Because if the guy was telling the truth and he, they weren't there in September when he checked the cave, then it would probably be like seven months. But if they were actually already dead and in the cave, then it would be eight months, I think. And it makes me wonder if someone got spooked and, like, say they buried him or whatever, but the dad was there. That's what I don't understand. The dad was there. They say that he died in the spot that he died in. Yeah, but that just means that they could have, uh, so they grabbed him, tied him to a tree, and then took the three, took the mom, the son, and the baby into the cave and probably killed them in the cave. Yeah. But here's my thing. Did they take them from where they were swimming, or did they take them from the campground, from where they were camping? Because I find it very odd. That they didn't put the fucking milk away. Well, that's what I figured that they, um, someone came up into the camp while they were getting ready or whatever. Yes. And was like, hey, you're coming with me. But then, that also being said, why didn't they go back after they killed them and take all of their stuff? Like, their purse and their wallet and shit? Yeah. Maybe because the mom found it and they were watching to see if anyone... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But if the mom showed up later, well, I guess it depends on when they were going to go swimming. Because maybe they were just going to take a quick swim, which is why the milk was still left out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But it's interesting. And if those guys still have the evidence it would be interesting to see what they find yeah. now as long as it was preserved but that is the Cowden story for Labor Day that's sad today is 4th of July happy 4th of July for people that celebrate um, in the United States yeah because outside the United States we didn't celebrate it's true. And some people in the United States aren't celebrating today either. <laughs> they still get the day off from work. They so do. Still happy 4th of July. Yes, still happy 4th of the Happy 4th that you don't have to go to work if that's your thing. Some yes. people still have to. So, 
have you watched anything? Listened to anything? Yeah, I watched Stranger Things. But we can't give any spoilers. I'm not going to. I'm just saying. I watched it. It, it was good. It was amazing. I wasn't happy with who died. I wanted it to be someone else. <laughs> but I was happy no. about one of them. I'm just saying I was happy about one of them. Okay, yeah. Maybe I'll... two of them. I will say two. The one that died in the the first volume of volume... No, I mean the first episode of volume two. And then, yeah. So, um, what else? I'm thinking. Uh, I watched the, I watched the first season of Legacies, like, a long time ago. Yeah. And then I stopped watching it because I forgot about it. So I missed, like, three seasons. So I've been been wa- binge-watching that. Nice. It's pretty good. I like it. Reminds uh, me of Vampire Diaries. That's the legacies from Vampire Diaries, well, it's right? all of the kids of the legacies. Like, all of the kids from the people that were in Vampire Diaries. So it's like Klaus's kids, Alaric, um, Caroline. Is Klaus there? No, he's... I don't think he... I think he's dead. Okay. I think he got killed in the originals. Maybe I'll watch it then. I really did not like that character. I really like Estelle, though. Okay. I'll have but to give it a shot. There's a bunch of... Uh, Pieces of Her is amazing. Tony Collette is amazing. I Didn't we talk about this the last time? Yeah, but I didn't watch it. No, I swear to God you had watched it by then. No, I think I started it. You're behind. I am behind. It Way behind. Really I did catch up to Fear of the Walking Dead... Um, but what happens in the sixth season, I am done now because I don't like where the story is going and it'll be until the series ends and then I'll finish it. Uh, did you watch Rich Kids Die? Who? Um, that yucky guy, but I love him so much. The yucky guy, but you love him so much. Yeah. I don't like his character on the show, but I fucking love him. I don't. Morgan? No. He's not on that. He's in the other one. No, he's actually in Fear of the Walking Dead now. No, that's what I'm talking about. Not oh. him. The other guy. The bad guy. Oh, I'm talking about The Walking Dead. You're, I mean, dead. I'm talking about Fear the Walking Dead. You're oh. talking about The Walking Dead. What the fuck ever? Like, there's <laughs> so many. No. Negan is still alive. I fucking love him. But I don't like that character. He's actually turned no. a corner. No. <laughs> There's no turning a corner. He killed. I know, he did. He killed Glenn. Ruined it for everybody. Sorry if that is like I a have, huge spoiler and you have not have caught up. I have never watched another episode since that happened. I know. That was very traumatic. I can't. It was even. very traumatic. Yeah. Still. I And when you say that, I don't know what that means because you don't mean that I didn't didn't watch it. You didn't see his eyeball pop out. I didn't watch it. It was so sad. I did not watch it. No, because I don't want anything to do with that. So, um, I I like to watch these shows, but I also like to read up on them 
so I know what's gonna happen. I know. It kind of ruins it, but that way if someone dies and I love them, that I can prepare myself for it, but I don't like what happened in the... I don't know if it was the end of the fifth season or whatever, and the beginning of the sixth, but I don't like where the show's going. So I'm definitely not going to watch it until it ends. And you're talking about Fear of the Walking Fear Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead. I already caught up with um, Walking Dead. I can't wait until Normus Reedus. Norman Reedus. Exactly. Normus Reedus. Yes. <laughs> Norman Reedus. Yes. Has his own show. Yes, me too. As long as they don't, like, hurt him very much. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Well, we hope you guys have a safe and happy summer, or some of you are in different seasons. Yeah, that's weird. What? Somebody being in a different season than that. Yeah, I think, um... Australia would be winter. Winter, I believe. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming New Zealand is the same with Australia because they're really close to each other. I have no idea. I don't either. I don't have any idea either. <laughs> um, that's me being ignorant. Uh, well, you could be right, and then you're not ignorant. But I'm still ignorant because that was a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, have a safe winter, summer, fall, fall spring. spring. It depends on where you guys are. Just and have a good time uh have a good have a good time stay safe from the covid um it's been running rampant where we are um meaning like work and that kind of stuff and friends and family so we wish all of them um fast recoveries and whatnot and yeah so till next time sometime in september After Labor Day. Yes, sometime in September. (laughs) Chrissy's going to get that person trained up, and she's going to help you out. and She's helping you out right now, but you just got a lot of stuff going on. We had a lot of stuff going on Thursday and Friday, so. There's just a lot of stuff going on. So, and we work in two different departments, so. All right. Till next time. We have a. Oh, we have a Facebook and an Instagram account, uh, the Two C's Podcast, and we haven't said this in a while. What? Um, we have an email address. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you guys got stories that you want to hear. You want to hear us too, or I don't know, just want to touch base. Um, it's two as in the number. Uh, C's S E A S and 2021 at gmail.com. Perfect. And yeah, we hope to hear from you. And we will be back after Labor Day. Sometime in September. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye.